Do you have questions about your starter fertilizer program? Are you altering your starter fertilizer program? Should you alter your starter fertilizer program? That's what we're talking about. Three considerations for an effective starter fertilizer program on your farm. Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where real farmers share real insights and real results to help you improve your farming operation. This episode of Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Kloss, where machines aren't just made, they're made for more. With a wide range of tractors, combines, foragers, and hay tools, Kloss is a family business just as driven, demanding, and dedicated as yours. Go to Kloss.com and start cutting your curve with their cutting-edge equipment. And now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey there, welcome to another fantastic episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. I got Kelly Garrett, one of the founders of Extreme Ag, and I've got Aaron Stahl. He's with AgroLiquid. We're talking about three considerations for an effective starter fertilizer program. Kelly actually has started to remove some of the fertility that he puts out at time of planting. Uh, he talks about it before we hit record that sometimes maybe Chad Henderson has a different set of circumstances, different soil type, different conditions, different uh, soil temperatures, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to go in the considerations when you want to use starter fertilizer. Aaron, uh, before we hit record, we outlined three big things, and I'm going to go ahead and hit them, and I want you guys to both address them each. Three considerations for an effective starter fertilizer program. First, seed safety, making sure that the fertilizer does not somehow cause a problem for the seed. Second, nutritional balance, making sure that we have the right amount of fertility, nutritional balance that is needed going in based on your conditions, soil tests, et cetera, et cetera, objectives. Compatibility is the third thing. Compatibility, making sure that it works within your planting system. So go with number one. Seed safety. Is this really an issue? I guess I'll go with uh, Aaron and then Kelly. Is this really an issue? It, it all depends on the fertility you're using. Okay. When I get a guy that stops by and asks me about uh, inferro programs, things like that, I first ask, number one, how are you placing it? Um, are you using like a why not, a Keaton seed firmer with a why not? Are you placing it totally tubular under the seed? You bathing the seed? Finding out what they're doing currently is the uh, first step for me. And then I go into telling the guys, you know, just be cognizant of what products you're using, you know, on the conventional side, conventional liquid sides, stay away from hydroxides, suspension chlorides, um, things of that nature, um, spent acids, uh, 103400 has a lot of different grades, the darker uh, brown or anything like that is spent acid. So you can definitely have some seed damage and injury with that point. Um, and then also, you know, again, back to the placement uh, and the rates you're running is another concern for uh, the conventional side. But as far as us, um, I can get away with a lot more than uh, the conventional liquids. Seed safety. You didn't take out some of your starter fertilizer because of that issue. But is that an issue, Kelly? Seed safety is an issue. You know, you can't run a bunch of 28% nitrogen in there in the furrow. You know, that's why we have a two by two. You The different grades of fertility you know, just because it's the cheapest doesn't mean it's the best deal. Uh, like Aaron talked about the, the different grades of 1034-0, what, you know, would commonly be known as a high salt fertility, things like that. I really don't think that uh, farmers understand those different grades and how it can be damaging. You need to have a very clean fertilizer in the furrow, in my opinion, and you need to pay attention to what nutrients they are. Again, no nitrogen, not a lot of boron in the furrow, things like that has to be paid attention to. What happens if I get it wrong? Uh, is it, does it mean that the seed doesn't germinate? It means that it looks just fine, and then all of a sudden I find out that I, I harmed it. 
uh, when the combine's running. What what is what does seed injury look like if I get my starter fertilizer wrong, Aaron? Uh, first thing I go out and look at is emergence. Uh, that's a big uh, sign right there. If you have a lot of skips, things like that, you dig them seeds up, find out, are they? did they start to germinate? Did they just lay there? What's going on? And then you can also go on the, if they do germinate, um, you can look at the root damage too. You can have root degradation, root tip burn, things like that. There's a lot of different things you can look for, but first is emergence. Right. Delayed and or uneven emergence is kind of a sign of it. And then you're going to do a dig to see what the problem might be. Yep. Kelly, have you have, have you done this? Have you stunted your seed? Have you given yourself an emergence problem because you've got your starter fertilizer program wrong? I think that the bigger problem we have had is not getting an ROI out of it because we tried to put too many things in there or things that we didn't need. You know, working with Evans the way we have, uh, he, he watches that safety aspect. And with his years of experience, we've never burned anything like that um, that I know of. It, it's more of a financial problem instead of a, a, a seed injury problem. But but it's very, very well can happen. Uh, you know, worst case scenario, it doesn't germinate. Uh, best case scenario, it does germinate, but it, it does burn the roots like Aaron's talking about. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, at the end of the season, it does result in a yield loss. Absolutely. Yeah, right, yep. right, right. And and you, prob you probably know that, Aaron. Don't you probably know that by the time you're realizing that you've got skips and uneven emergence, you're like, this is going to end up costing me when the combine runs. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You just got to take out, you know, what the plant population was and figure out percent loss. And, you know, there's always going to be some loss. You plant 38,000. You don't, you, you never get 38,000 out there, but you know, you got to start looking at, did I lose 1200 plants, 2000 plants per acre? Then you got to start doing the math, figure out what you need to do. Number two thing was nutritional balance. All starter fertilizers are not the same, which is good because they uh, answer different problems. When you talk about nutritional balance, this goes to Kelly, we'll go with you first. You and I just recorded recently about a balanced plant. So you've been much more, um, You've been getting me on this whole balance thing lately about, and I'm, I'm sure this is inspiration from your kid cheese who goes out and puts his bare feet on the ground to get grounded. So I'm he's sure grounding the balance thing and cheese all go together, right? That's right. Yes, absolutely. You know, we're looking for nutritional balance in the plant. We're looking for nutritional balance in the soil. When uh, in the soil that starts for us with a base saturation uh, calculation, calcium, magnesium, potassium, hydrogen in the plant, it's a nitrogen balance. The plant takes amino acid. The plant takes micronutrients, produces amino acids to convert the nitrogen to protein. With our soil, you know, all the other guys at Extreme Ag, you've heard them, they give me a hard time about the Iowa soil. Rightfully so. <laughs> it's cranking out. It's a fact. The Iowa soil is a factory. It's cranking out nitrogen. It's cranking out other nutrients as well, but nitrogen. And we're, our plants get out of balance. So we very much pay attention to the micronutrients. That's why, you know, we, we have a very balanced micronutrient load that we like to put in there. But balance for us means that we're going to spike some extra zinc and we're going to spike some extra calcium along with, you know, just your prepackaged micronutrient product. Is this as hard? I mean, there, there's a lot here, Aaron. There's an array of products. Your company has a lot there's other companies that have lots of them and now we're talking about a different soil we're talking about different temperatures different crop needs etc 
it seems like I could be a little overwhelmed here on the nutritional balance aspect of this. I understand seed safety, number one consideration. This, this consideration seems to have a little more complexity. Simplify it for me. Well, basically what Kelly's talking about is just meeting those needs of what that plant needs at certain times. And with, with what we do, we try to give you products that, number one, you know, orthophosphate ties up in 10 to 15 days. Once that soil reaches 55 degrees, it's cranking, it's going to tie up, go back to its normal source, which is calcium phosphate. So we do things different with our products, try to make it so they stay readily available to that plant. Or on the flip side, they start to, they slowly break down and release for those different curves and uptakes of that plant. And the sources we use are more pure and you, again, then they can, they're compatible, they mix and meet those needs of that grower to fill in those gaps that Kelly's trying to hit with it, whether it's calcium, whether it's, you know, uh, phosphorus he's trying to hit early season or different things like that, or different micronutrients as far as boron. Don't we have almost all, whether you're, you know, we talk about Chad down in Alabama, we talk about you in Iowa from whether it's corn or beans or wheat or whatever. Don't we also, isn't it maybe one way to simplify it, Kelly? Don't we almost have a universal, aren't the needs pretty basically the same no matter what when it comes to this is that time of planting? Unless your soil is way off, aren't you talking about it's really not all that different because it's you're talking about trying to get germination. You're usually going into colder soil and whether it's corn, bean, wheat, whatever that thing is. So maybe the way to simplify it in my head is it's really not that different because it's kind of like feeding a baby. Babies need certain nutritional things at the beginning. No, that that's true. And, and you know, especially if you're just starting your starter fertilizer journey, that's absolutely correct. Take, uh, take a prepackaged micronutrient uh, product and put it in there. You know, maybe look at some phosphorus or potassium if you think you need that, depending on your soils. We have chosen to take the P and K out. Now we are talking about putting some phosphorus back in, especially for the earlier season when the uh, soil is cold. But what we focus on, again, because of the balance and the nitrogen, we focus on the micronutrients, which again would be a place for a guy to start. We now spike extra zinc and calcium for two reasons. Number one, with that plant food byproduct that I talk about spraying, has a very big load of available phosphorus. You know, it's not it's not too much, but it, the problem with the, the product is that that phosphorus is all available. Your phosphorus to zinc ratio is very important. It should be 10 to one. So anytime I put zinc out, I get an economic response. So we put zinc out in the furrow. Every time we're going across the field, we're going to spoon feed some zinc. The other thing is, and this is, you know, Chad's needs or Kevin's needs uh, relative to mine aren't a lot different, but they have the ability to have soil available calcium or calcium available in the soil. I didn't, I didn't mean to sound like Yoda there, Damien. Yeah, they right, have right. calcium yep, available so, on the soda. Yep. Calcium available in the soil, I don't. My biggest yielding factor here, just like I talked about when I want to balance that soil, is base saturation. Base saturation, calcium being too high is my number one yield limiting factor. And I don't have, it's so frustrating because I have all that calcium that's not available to the plant. That's why we spike extra calcium. Having available calcium to me is a very foreign concept, but they do have it. So uh, let's move on. Is there anything else on that one? Seed safety, number one, nutritional balance, number two. Aaron, we good on that? Yep. Nope. Number three, compatibility works within your planting system. This seems like it's a consideration that uh, should always be there, but sometimes you get caught up in 
what you saw somebody online talk about, you read about it on Twitter, and you didn't even go and think about, wait a minute, this has, this is not going to work the way I do things. It's not going to work. I can see this being something that would be not a consideration until oh. you until you have a hell of a ha <laughs> this headache is, on your hands. This yeah. is the most entertaining one to talk about. It, it, there's nothing worse than mixing up something in the planner, and you're all excited about the yield potential, and you turn and you turn it into snot, and it won't come out of the planner. Cottage Chad's, cheese. <laughs> Chad's done it. Cottage cheese. Chad's done it. I've done it. Temple's done it. Holy cow! Nothing. You know, you want to make Vernon cheese irritated? Tell them they got to clean the starter system <laughs> out of the planner, especially when everybody is. You want to be running and planting, yep. and you're trying some new stuff and. You know, that that happens with an extreme egg trial. I've never had it. That's one of the reasons that we work with AgriLiquid as a grower standard practice. Their products play well together. They're balanced together. When you start mixing things and you don't know, holy smokes. Oh, well, isn't it interesting? Because it seems to me, Aaron, you're on the you're on the, the product side. I, I learned about it when I joined Extreme Ag and it was like the first spring. And Chad's like, I, I lost a day. I lost a day because my planter was so clogged up. And I thought, who in the hell makes a product and tells these guys go to the field with it without having figured that this could be an outcome? Because it ain't a good one, and and that customer will never come back. So it didn't seem like this is, should be like uh, okay, it needs to work, and also oh. It work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we tell a lot of people to jar test, especially when you're going with biologicals things like that, because we don't want to antagonize anything we don't want to kill the biological you're putting in there so we've done a lot of research with other companies testing our products just so we can eliminate that for kelly to run into you know and obviously there's always new products coming out but we try to address that yearly and i just tell guys do a jar test it's yes it's a little time consuming but we start that now that process is starting now mixing things making sure the new generics coming out that we play with when you talk you know if it can be you know if it can be screwed up, I'll do it, Damien. You know what I did? We had a, the tank of phosphorus sitting there for starter. We had the tank of nitrogen sitting there for the two-by-two. Two. One of the pumps quit. So I was getting a load, take it to the planter. I was taking it to Vernon Ritchie. The pump quit, so I'm just like, well, I'll just switch the hose. Oh. And and the, the, the nitrogen had all been pumped out, but there's still a little bit in the pump in the hose, and I pumped phosphorus through it, and I took it to the planters. That's a bad idea. Yeah, I won't so, do that again. So, so the result was what? Goop, cottage yeah, cheese, goop. snot, plug-in filters. Uh, is it compatibility? We're talking about snot. We're talking about cottage cheese. We're talking about clogging up a system. But there's also the the thing where there is there a chance that I take this these three things, put them together, and they just negated the value of one or the other or all of them. In certain, it, yep, yeah, yeah. Especially if it, especially if you're talking about a biological. If you said if you have some harsh fertility you know, harsher fertility, lower grade fertility, and then you're, you're buying this hot new biological that's going to help you, you very well could kill that biological. You need to know what you're doing before you mix that stuff together. Got it. And, and not only that, you take an orthophosphate and throw a calcium in with it, you know exactly what you're going to have, and it's going to be a mess. So on the considerations for an effective starter fertilizer program, you think, though, Kelly, that you have a pretty good starter fertilizer program. Why don't you tell us what you're going to go to the field with this spring after you've made the mistakes, you've caused the cottage cheese, you've created snot, you've had incompatible stuff, you've burned some seed with uh, seed safety stuff, you got some balance issues, probably not completely wrong, but you've uh, perfected that. So 
bearing those three things in mind, seed safety, nutritional balance, compatibility, what's your starter of fertilizer program look like and how has Aaron helped you with that? Our starter fertilizer for corn and beans is exactly the same, except for the insecticide that goes out on corn. I, I think that that's something, it didn't start out that way, but we've ended up trending in these directions. Uh, you know, the bean, the bean fertility uh, the last couple of years has been eight different ingredients. The corn fertility has been nine, and the only difference is the insecticide. The only fertility we've had the last couple of years is micro 500 or micro 1000 from agroliquid. And then we've spiked it with calcium liberate, and we've also spiked it with their zinc product. The name escapes me right now, but we spiked some with their zinc product. What we are talking about doing and you, you adding, mean, by the way, everything you just named is something from them, and, and we're not doing a commercial here, but you've, no. used other, you've used other stuff, and other there are other options, I assume, for there, a calcium or a zinc. Now, the Micro 500, that's a that's a, a multi-fertility pack, right? But yeah, it's a yes, Aaron knows what's in Micro 1000. Zinc, zinc manganese, iron, copper, and boron. Zinc being the most because that's what Kelly needs. Okay. Yes. And, you know, you know, I'm not trying to tell you, I'm not trying to advertise for agroliquid. I want sulfate-based micronutrients. That's what they've got. I need extra calcium. Calcium is a really tricky son of a gun. And their Liberate product is the only product that we, that we can find that will play well with anything else. That's the reason that it's there. Uh, you know, elements are elements, but we need to find sulfate-based products are easier on the seed. You talked about seed safety. It's a safety component. Liberate calcium, we, we get a response from it, but we could we could probably get a response from other forms of calcium, Damien. But we you almost have to make a separate pass. Some companies mm -hmm. don't even offer a calcium product. You'd almost have to make a separate pass because the calcium won't mix well with anything else, and and obviously that's out of the question. So the reason we use the Liberate is because we can put it in with a pass. It it will play well Aaron, with that. Do, do other people, when he talked about his need for calcium, is this something that's geographical? We're finding out more and more just off of the information that Kelly has come up with and the different things, scenarios he's running into. Yes, we're starting to see it that, well, calcium is, you know, everything crosses the calcium miles back. So it's the major vehicle for everything. So even guys that are low obviously need it, but him being high, he just knows there's complexation going on. So that's what he's trying to get in there is to get that to that plant. Uh, you said that uh, in your starter fertilizer system, you're also using a thing called ProGerm. What's the purpose of that, Kelly? ProGerm is agroliquids phosphorus product. Okay. And calcium doesn't play well with, with a lot of other things, especially phosphorus. Mm -hmm. So they have it um, stabilized. I don't even know what the right word, Aaron can give you the better word, but you can put pro German Cal and, and their calcium, okay. their liberate product together. So, okay. and I mean, you can't, you can't put another company's phosphorus product with, with their liberate product. It won't work. Okay, so we got, we, we got essentially in this, in this uh, cocktail, it goes out with about four different products. We got a calcium, we got a zinc, we, we've got, uh, we've got a phosphorus, we got boron, we got, tell me again, Aaron. Zinc, manganese, iron, copper. He's got the micro 1000. He's got molybdenum in it. He's got uh, cobalt, nickel. So he's, yep. he's got an array of everything. He's trying to hit and then hit and the then, hitch pin of everything. And what do we do on, on and, and we didn't say anything about N or K. So is there N or K in nope. the starter? Nope. No, it no. doesn't. We, well, you, you wouldn't put nitrogen 
in the furrow. You put nitrogen in the two by two. We do have nitrogen in our two by two. We've had K in there before. We've had phosphorus in there before. And in our trials, we haven't gotten an economic response. Now that doesn't mean other people won't. That is not a one size fits all comment. Um, with the, again, with the soil we have, again, with the plant food byproduct we have, the P and K haven't paid for us historically. Evans now feels that we should reintroduce some phosphorus, which is their progerm product, because in the early season, colder soils, all of the corn, you know, I'm going to have, I'm going to have 5,000 acres of corn on corn this year. He feels that we should put some phosphorus back into the, the system and, and give it a try. I don't know that we'll run it all season, but we're definitely going to run it early when the soil's cold. Yeah. Three considerations for an effective starter fertilizer program. Aaron, do we miss anything? You're the fertilizer guy. No, I think just understand, well, does it fit your program? Uh, use the right products is the biggest thing, making sure they're compatible, not only in the furrow, whatever you're doing, but also fits what Kelly's doing, you know, is the big thing. Can he carry five gallons the acre? Make sure it fits what they're doing, their operation as well. Yeah, and it, and it sounds like you're gonna you're gonna probably learn from a couple mistakes because uh, even these guys have. But you know what we say here at Extreme Ag, we've made the mistakes so you don't have to. So compatibility is a big one. Obviously, nutritional balance, seed safety, those were the three things we talked about. Three considerations for an effective starter fertilizer program. If you want to learn more, there's uh, literally hundreds of episodes just like this at extremeag.farm. Also, hundreds of videos that these guys shoot out in the field, short little videos that you can use to learn from. It's all free. You want to take your learning uh, to the next level. You want to take your farm operation to the next next level extreme ag.farm is the place for the stuff but you know what you can become a paying member 750 dollars a year and you'll get direct access to these guys for question form uh platforms where you can get a little de deeper on stuff you also get the data that these guys produce on their field days and trials so 750 bucks a year pretty small investment until next time thanks for being here that's aaron stall with uh, agro liquid if you want to learn more go to is it agroliquid.com agroliquid.com and he's kelly garrett i'm damian mason thanks for being here that's a wrap for this episode of cutting the curve make sure to check out extremeag.farm for more great content to help you squeeze more profit out of your farming operation cutting the curve is brought to you by Kloss, where machines aren't just made they're made for more visit Kloss.com and start cutting your curve with cutting edge equipment <laughs>